Test. Test. All right, we are ready to begin. We are ready to begin. If you'd like to come in and find a seat. Welcome back. We are ready to get started. If you want to come in and find a seat. want to remind you this morning that we have yellow sermon note handouts that look like this. If you didn't get one, there should be some either on the back table or on the lobby. So if you uh, didn't get one, you can run back and grab one of these uh, yellow sheets. You need those to follow along in the uh, sermon this morning. We are in the midst of a sermon series, teaching series called Freedom. It's a uh, uh, I think been been good so far. We've we've sort of focused on the theme. If I'm a Christian, why am I still dealing with with junk from my past? Uh, why do old ways of living still seem to have power over me in some way? And and I believe that we've been we've been getting out the idea that God wants to change us, change our lives, so that we become Christ-like. We become more and more like Jesus. And this doesn't happen in just one day. It's, an, it's a lifelong, it's an ongoing process that, that God keeps changing us, and God keeps molding us, and God keeps shaping us into the person that he wants to be that, at the end, looks like Jesus. Uh, this is Sermon uh, 4 out of the six teachings, and, and where we've been so far, in case you're new here this morning, I'm going to talk a little bit about where we've, we've been so far, and then we'll catch you up to speed on, on where we are today. So the, the six areas that we are, are focusing on in this whole series uh, are freedom from sins of the fathers, things passed down to us from past generations, the way we've been affected by, infected, yeah, affected, infected by our uh, the sin from our grandparents and parents and, and generations past. And children are affected by our own sin. Uh, freedom from curses. Curses are words that are, are spoken with some sort of spiritual authority that's set in motion, something that, that happens in our lives. Uh, behind the words is a spiritual power, and we can be set free from generational curses. We can be set free from generational sins. And, and curses, we can be set free from number three, ungodly beliefs, uh, the lies that we believe about ourselves, about others, and about God. And if we believe those lies long enough, they affect our lives. They affect our decisions. They affect our behavior. They affect the direction our lives go because we believe things that aren't true. So that uh, is uh, freedom from ungodly beliefs. Uh, this morning, uh, now, actually, the foundation for these teachings is John chapter, John chapter 8. This morning, we're going to be focusing on freedom from soul and spirit hurts. That's our, that's our theme for this morning. And then uh, next Sunday is freedom from demonic oppression. Merle Shank's going to be sharing about that, so you don't want to miss next Sunday. And then in two weeks, freedom from shame. Brian Souter's going to be teaching on that, so you don't want to miss these next two Sundays coming up because they are going to be key parts of being set free and, and walking in the freedom that God wants us to walk. Uh, 
in which God wants us to walk. John chapter 8 is one of our key linchpin verses for this whole series. It says, uh, where Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth sets you free. What sets you free? The truth. It's the truth that Jesus gives, the truth that God gives. It's the truth of God's word, the power of God that sets us free. Because really, it's Satan who brings lies and deception. It's Satan who brings chains and and addictions and slavery. On the other hand, it's Jesus who brings truth. He brings freedom. He came to break your chains and your addictions. It's summed up really simply in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, the reason the Son of God came, the reason Jesus came, was to destroy the works of the devil. And unfortunately, being human, uh, being descendants of Adam and Eve who sinned there back in the Garden of Eden, they found that they had works of the devil in them that they had to be set free of. And, and in the same way, we have works of the devil inside of us from which we need to be set free. And so, so today's sermon focus is freedom from soul and spirit hurts. And, and Jesus summed it up really concisely when he started his ministry in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, when he described what he was there to do. And, and Jesus said, this is why I'm here. This is my mission. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I've highlighted uh, some key parts in that in those two verses, uh, key words. First of all, Jesus came to minister to those who were poor, those who were brokenhearted, those who were captives, those who were blind, and those who were bruised. I don't know if you've ever identified with any of those words at any time in your life, whether you felt, wow, I feel like I'm Right now, in a season of being broken, I feel like now I am in a season like I'm a captive. I feel like now I'm blind. I feel like now I am, I am bruised. And the truth is, in life, hurts and wounds happen. It's part of life. Hurts and wounds happen as part of life, don't they? You don't get through life without physically having hurts and wounds, a broken bone or a scraped knee or, or uh, blood coming out of your body in some way or another. Physical hurts and wounds happen. And in the same way, spiritual hurts and wounds happen. And many of us live with unhealed hurts and wounds from the past. And we can be hurt and wounded by, by something that happened yesterday or last week or a year ago or 20 years ago, or 50 years ago. And we can still carry and walk around with the wounds and, and the hurts that, that happen in life. And 
What's bad about that is, is that pain from those wounds eat away at us from the, from the inside. And then they affect our decisions, and then they affect our relationships and our attitudes and our choices. And they affect how we, how we respond to people because we act in a way out of woundedness and out of the hurt that, that's deep, deep in our lives. So what do we mean by soul and, and spirit hurts? So uh, one definition might be soul and spirit hurts are hurts on the inside of a person, wounds to the soul or spirit that are carried or experienced. Their presence is revealed by their, by their symptoms, by the evidence of unhealed emotions and behaviors and thoughts. Now, the good news is that in all these areas, God is our deliverer. It is God who heals hurts. He's our doctor. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. And this includes inner healing. It includes healing of emotions. It includes healing of memories. In, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. We don't often go around talking in words like this, do we? Like, come home from work and say, honey, I am heavy laden today. We, we probably don't use words like that, but I think you know what it means. Like, you're carrying a heavy load today. It, it, it's hard today. It was a hard day. Um, and, and some people... Uh, you know, are, are heavy laden for years, carrying heavy loads that they weren't uh, designed to carry. And Jesus said, come to me if you're laboring, if you're heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Jesus said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Wow, these two verses are so simple and yet so completely profound. Where Jesus calls the weary and hurting people to come to him. Weary, tired from hard labor, hard toil. Burdened from life's pain and life's troubles. Uh, Spiritual burdens that come from sin and sin's consequences. Weariness. Weariness in life that comes not just from sin, but... Sometimes I think our weariness in life comes from just the insanely fast pace in which we live our lives. Anyone relate to that this morning here? Yeah. Um, the way we fill our schedules and see our calendars that are just crazy. And, and from the incredible complexity of modern life and just how complex it is to live nowadays. And so, what's Jesus mean by this yoke? Uh, so, the yoke Jesus spoke of, we don't see many of these kinds of things around us in our world today. It comes from the days of animal-drawn agriculture, you know, when they were farming out in the field, and they had, they had oxen who were pulling the farming instruments. And, and there were two oxen who were hitched up to this wooden harness or a wooden yoke that went around the, the necks of the animals. To, to pull a plow, and then the two oxen worked together to pull a plow down through a field. And the key word is here that they worked together. They had to work together. If they were yoked together, they couldn't go off in different directions. They had to go the same direction, right? So uh, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn 
from me. The key was they had to work together. So getting into the yoke alongside Jesus means coming into alignment with Jesus' way of living, walking along with Jesus, alongside Jesus as he guides us and leads us. The Jesus way of living is one in which we find peace and rest in our lives and for our souls. Even as life has gone crazy out there, when we're in the yoke with Jesus, we're walking along in peace. The Jesus way of living, we find forgiveness for our sins. The Jesus way of living, we find freedom from the heavy loads of guilt and shame. The Jesus way of living, maybe we learn to schedule our lives in just a little bit simpler way and live in a more healthy lifestyle, maybe a more healthy schedule. I think in the Jesus way of living, when we're walking alongside Jesus in, in yoke with him, maybe we learn to practice the, the principle of Sabbath, of taking one day out of every seven for rest. You know, when I, when I worked in, in, uh, in a factory, I knew that machinery that was not properly cared for was going to break down. It was probably going to break down a lot faster than machinery that was cared for. You know that from your uh, having a car. And, and in our lives, machinery that isn't properly cared for, we, we in our lives, we begin to frazzle and break down when we disregard God's principle of Sabbath. We disregard God's principle of rest. We begin to break down like uncared for uncared for machinery. We can't go 24-7 full blast all the time without, without beginning to break down at some point. And so we get in the yoke with Jesus, and we learn. We, we bring our pain, and we bring our loads, and we bring our, our uh, struggles to him, and we give him those pains and burdens. And what does he give? He gives peace and rest. Doesn't seem quite fair, is it? You know, we're giving all this to Jesus, our pain, and what does he give us? He gives us peace, and he gives us rest. I was reading uh, something by the, the author Derek Prince, and he calls this, uh, this thing, this, this exchange between us and, and God, between us and Jesus, as this divine exchange. And it's listed in your notes there. You can see it, uh, because it's really cool what we see that, that Jesus gives to us in exchange for what we give to him at, at the cross. So at the cross, there are at least eight of these supernatural realities that Jesus accomplished for you. And, and notice what we give, and notice what Jesus gives. First of all, Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. Jesus was made sin so that with our sinfulness, that we might be made righteous with his righteousness, this divine exchange. Jesus died our death that we might receive life. Jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. Jesus bore our shame that we might share his glory. Jesus endured our rejection that we might have his acceptance with the Father. Jesus was made a curse that we might enter into his blessing. And the one we're talking about this morning, Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. So we bring our, our, Jesus brings healing to our hearts 
when we offer to him our hurt and our, he, he offers to us his healing. Jesus said he came to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives, to set people free who are bruised and wounded. And, and I'm not going to get into uh, a whole lot of it, but they're just, they're just uh, scripture after scripture in, in the Bible where uh, it talks about uh, being healed. Psalm 41.4, uh, the psalmist said, uh, Lord, be gracious to me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. Where David repents from his sin and cries out to God to be healed in his soul or spirit. Isaiah 53 says, it was our sins, the message translation, it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. And, and the New Testament, if you read it, is, is so full of Jesus meeting people and Jesus healing people, both physically, emotionally, spiritually. It was the rejected, it was the outcast, it was the hopeless who were touched by Jesus' heart of, of compassion. And, and uh, so Jesus, uh, in John chapter 8, encounters this woman who was caught in sexual sin, who was just about to be stoned and, and executed. And Jesus saves her life and stands up to her and says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So there's, there's time after time. John chap, uh, Luke chapter 17, Jesus heals these, these 10 uh, guys who were afflicted with this horrible disease called, called leprosy. They were outcasts. They were doomed to, to die a horrible and lonely death out, out away from everyone. And Jesus heals them miraculously with, with his power. And they, the Bible says they went away cleansed. Jesus, Mark chapter 10, Jesus heals a blind beggar who was crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. Throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Jesus is in the business of healing and restoring broken people. And that includes the broken pieces that are in, in us as well today. Now, what are some of the causes of, of the hurts and wounds that that we might be carrying around in our hearts. And there, this is just a uh, suggested list. I'm sure there are many, many more uh, things that, that might cause the hurts and wounds. So it could be the death of a loved one. It could be divorce, abortion, physical abuse, emotional abuse, all the way down through disability, job loss, accidents, failures, childlessness. Life brings hurts and life brings wounds, and we bring those to Jesus for, for the healing that we need. And so the typical hurts that, that might result from those causes might be loss or hate or uh, bitterness, guilt, self-hate, revenge, abandonment, rejection, depression, frustration. There might be 
lots and lots of, of things that aren't even there that are the results of those hurts and wounds, the causes that, that uh, we listed before. And so the effects then of those is that they affect the entire person, body, soul, and spirit. And so I don't know if you've ever noticed that when, when you're wrestling with something emotionally or spiritually, your, your body starts to suffer too. And, and body and soul and spirit are all interconnected. And, and things, you know, if you're going through a physical illness, then it affects you emotionally and it affects you spiritually. And, and, and we're all we're connected uh, in all those three parts in our, in our being. Hurts affect entire, affect entire families. Hurts cause others to hurt. Hurting people hurt people. People who were abused in the past might become abusers themselves. I encountered a, a uh, young baby this past week, four months old, who came into, uh, 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 parents brought, brought this child in for medical treatment, and it became clear after a while that this, this baby was the victim of, of severe physical abuse. The baby had many broken ribs. The baby had uh, a skull fracture. The baby had uh, uh, bleeding, bleeding in its brain, and, and just lots of things that a normal, healthy baby wouldn't have unless something severe and abnormal happened, happened to this child. And I, I had to really be careful about my own emotions as I was uh, wit witnessing this situation because, you know, to tell you the truth, it just made me angry. I don't know about you, but when you hear or see uh, an occasion like that where a poor, innocent child is the victim of abuse, it makes me angry. And, and I start looking for someone to blame. Like, why aren't they being held accountable? And why aren't they being punished? And, and someone who was uh, also in the situation, mentioned to me, you know, it, it, it's okay to be angry. It's good to be angry. You know, God, I think God gets angry sometimes at things like this. But on the other hand, too, people who commit those acts were often themselves abused as children. And they're just carrying on down the same kinds of things that, that happened in their lives. And, and they themselves are, were, were victims at, at one point. So uh, it made me stop to think that, uh, you know, realizing that, that hurts and wounds carry on down. If they're not dealt with in our lives, they can, they can carry on down through, through generations. Hurts cause lies to be established. Hurt ca hurts cause ongoing vulnerability and hopelessness. And insecurity hurts cause shame. Hurts cause defense mechanisms. Hurts cause us to wear masks, uh, which uh, try to cloak what we really look like on the, on the inside so that we, we look good and we project a, a very nice image to everyone, but inside people can't see what, what's going on. Hurts restrict growth. Hurts cause anger toward God. Hurts cause blocked emotions. Hurts fragment personalities. Hurts can lead to demonic oppression. And, and maybe just another sample list here of, of the things and the results that, that hurts and wounds can do inside of us. Now, the really good news this morning uh, are ingredients for healing. And, and that would be, uh, number one, pursuing 
reconciliation with any other people involved. So supposing there's a hurt, a wound, something that happened in your life. Matthew 18 tells us to go one-on-one to someone else if they've sinned against us uh, so that healing and good relationship can be restored. Matthew chapter 5 tells us to go one-on-one to someone if we hear that they are offended against us. Romans 12, 18 says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And so we do all that we can to see good relationships restored. Sometimes it's not 100% possible, or sometimes that person has already died or, or something else has happened. But you do what you can and let the rest to God. You do what you can and let the rest to God. Number two, we pray for Holy Spirit to speak to you and show you what's happening on the inside of you. You open yourself and you submit to God and say, God, would you work inside of me to reveal or pinpoint any hurt or memory that he wants to heal inside of you? Number three, you describe your pain. Psalm, uh, in the Psalms and in the book of Job, we have godly people who, who poured out their pain and they poured out their complaints to God. There's nothing wrong with, with pouring out what, you, what you're feeling and, and what's going on inside to God. Pour out your complaint. If God reveals something, then, then pour it out to him. Tell him verbally what you see or what you sense or what you feel. Number four is a key, is where you invite Jesus into that pain. You invite Jesus into your situation. So I would describe it like this. If you were here this morning and you fell down to the ground and, and you were physically wounded and bleeding here in this, in this room this morning, I, I guarantee we would quickly get a doctor. We'd quickly get an ambulance. We would quick, quickly get you medical help. And, and in the same way, since Jesus is our doctor, we need to take that step of going to him with our wounds and with our pain. Where Jesus said, come to me for a special and powerful reason. He's the only one who can really bring true, deep, down change in our lives. So if there's a specific occasion, a specific memory, uh, perhaps it was abuse, perhaps it was uh, words that someone said against you, you invite Jesus into that situation. You picture that, that occasion in your mind, and you invite Jesus into that, into that men- memory to begin to minister to you. And you say, Jesus, what, what are you saying to me in that situation? What is Jesus saying to you? What is Jesus showing you? At, at times when I've put this into practice, I've heard uh, words that Holy Spirit has shown like, I don't condemn you. I love you. I was with you each time you were misunderstood. Some of you might, might hear God say, I was with you each time you were abused. Or some of you might hear, I am helping you to forgive your father. I'm helping you to forgive other people who were, who were wounding to you. I led someone through, through ministry one time and they, they said, as we we're going through these, these steps of healing, this person said, I see Jesus just gathering me into his arms and sitting me in his lap 
just like a child. And I'm sitting in Jesus' lap with his arms around me. I believe that some of us carry wounds. I believe some of us carry pain that Jesus wants to minister to this morning. And then finally, we ask Jesus to bring healing, and we ask Jesus to bring peace and reconciliation to the deepest parts of your spirit. I would have really recommend to you this little handout that I printed. There's some on the back table in the, in the back of the auditorium. It's called Healing in the Human Spirit. And it's just an awesome little handout. It, it's, a, it's set up in the, as a daily devotional. There, I think there are 20, 24 days of, of um, scripture and devotion that you can, you can take one each day. And, and there are lots of healing issues and, and healing directions mentioned in this, in this little handout, Healing in the Human Spirit. Uh, for example, refusing to charge God for our pain, renouncing bitterness, letting go of the wounds inflicted on us by gossipers, renouncing the effect of curse words, and giving up on the feeling that we're inferior, and taking our freedom from the feeling we have been forsaken, and, and just lots of different areas where we might feel wounded or, or hurt in one way or another. So I, I encourage you to grab, grab one of these on, on your way out if you're interested. There are some back there. If we run out, we'll, we'll post it on the, on the website or something like that. It's an awesome little tool that you can use uh, each day. It gives you a scripture. It gives you a, a, uh, a prayer to, to actually uh, pray along with, the, uh, along with the scripture. So as wounds happen... We bring them to the doctor to be healed. And the good news is healing and freedom are available. They're, they're here for, for us to uh, receive. Now, in all this, the most important part is that we choose to believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and that we choose to follow him each, each day of, your, of, of our lives. So if you'd just like to bow your heads and, and close your eyes just uh, for a second with me, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. Perhaps if you've never made that decision to, to come to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or, or perhaps you've you just been away from God for a long time and you're coming back, I'd just like to invite you to pray along, perhaps just quietly in your heart with me. Jesus, I believe in you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the dead so I could be forgiven and brought into right relationship with God. I now receive your forgiveness and new life, and I choose to follow you each day. So we're going to pray. We're going to minister here. We're going to prayer ministers here to, to uh, pray with you this morning. I believe that there uh, might be some who would like to uh, have someone pray with them to help them uh, find freedom and, and find uh, peace through the, the wounds and hurts that have been in your life. So you could stand to your feet. I'd like to invite the prayer ministers to come. And we'd just like to begin uh, praying this morning for just uh, receiving that peace and receiving that, that freedom today in the name of Jesus. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just begin to pray. And Lord, I ask Holy Spirit that you would move among each person in this, in this church building. Uh, Lord, and we speak 
uh, that you would just begin a new work of freedom. You'd begin a new work of healing deep down inside the hearts and, and minds and emotions of, of each person here. Lord, I pray that, that there, would be, uh, there would just be a new sense of peace. There would be a new sense of freedom. There would be a, a new sense of God at work in, in each person's life here today in the name of Jesus. Uh, we pray, Lord, that, that you would minister. You're our doctor. We come to you knowing that you love us far more than we could ever know or imagine. And Lord, would you, would you speak to us? Would you touch us? Would you go into the deep parts of us this morning and bring fresh new healing, fresh new peace, fresh new comfort, Lord, in the name of Jesus, knowing that, that we can give to you in that, in that exchange, we can give to you our hurt and our pain. And Lord, that, that because of your death on the cross, that you do bring our healing, you do bring our peace, you do bring our comfort. So Lord, we receive healing this morning in Jesus' name, whether it's physical healing, whether it's emotional healing. Lord, we receive that today. We thank you for your death on the cross. We thank you for the way you give us new life. And we choose today, as we go from here, to walk in freedom. Uh, Lord, we choose to take what, what we know and, and the peace and, and the joy that we have in serving Jesus. And Lord, we choose to take that to serve broken and hurting people this week in our jobs, in our workplaces. Lord, in, in all the places we encounter people, that we would take uh, the good news of Jesus, the good news of healing, and, and minister to those broken and hurting people around us. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bless this church family as we go from here today, that we would take, take Jesus to those who are around us this week. Lord, that we would take the good news of healing to those who are around us this week, the good news of freedom. And Lord, we proclaim freedom for the captives in us, in our families, in our workplaces, in our community. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to come for prayer. We'd love to pray with you this morning. Otherwise, God bless you. You're dismissed.